Welcome to the Origins of the Hunt podcast, where we bring like-minded individuals together, share stories, strategies, and discuss everything outdoors. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, never stop learning. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of the Origins of the Hunt podcast. Remember, guys, if you like what's going on here, drop a rating, follow uh, while you're listening. And of course, uh, you know, if you're not liking what's going on, feel free to to message me. I'm trying to bring you guys the best content that I can. And uh, the only way I can do that is to get feedback and and honest feedback from you guys. And and I appreciate everybody, you know, just uh, reaching out from from any angle so far and and supporting me and uh, and the journey that I'm on. So uh, we're going to talk to to this week's guest. It is uh, Clyde Pratt. He's joined us. Uh, he is the social media manager for TLO Outdoors. Clyde, welcome. You want to give us a little background on you and how you uh, are, you know, involved with TLO Outdoors? Oh, dude, uh, great to be here. Love, uh, you know, going on my rants about anything hunting or outdoors. <laughs> but uh, yeah, kind of just jumped into uh, being a social media manager for uh, pretty much an online. Uh, retail company that they sell outdoor stuff outdoors um but they got they got a, quite a few cool things and i've been uh using their products since i got into back into hunting I, i'm a what you would call a, an adult onset hunter okay. uh did it as a kid grew up doing it but by the time i became a teenager i just i, I turned into like just a brat i guess <laughs> and i was just like ah whatever you know i wanted nothing to do with it and then 2019 rolls around and uh, i used to do private security so i'm like i got all these guns i like the outdoors but i'm like but i got i got the stuff i'm like why don't i use it so i'm just you know looking into it watching videos and uh started putting together my first hunting rifle and then i saw uh thing for TLO pop up and I'm like, okay, yeah, I want that sling. It sounds good. It's got really good reviews. Um, so got that, put it on there and ended up like taking pictures of it. And uh the boss for the oh, I guess the owner of the company uh ended up liking my pictures. Um we ended up like talking back and forth for a couple of years and he was wanting to have somebody take over the account full time and he was like hey man uh we featured your work on our page before like we've been in contact i trust you you want to take this over i'm like man i'll be honest with you i don't know much about like i I just do my own like instagram page which i mean it it does well enough but like yeah yeah um and he ended up like sending me all their uh their products so man, i'm just taking pictures and trying to <laughs> trying to keep up <laughs> yeah and uh so tlo it stands for the love of the outdoors okay and one thing that me and him we kind of like you know put our brains together we're wanting to really focus on more of sharing like outdoor stories um so like i'll reach out to people or i'll have them use like our hashtag to like share their harvest picks or whatever like fishing picks that has like a story to it because everybody loves to hear a good hunting and fishing story oh yeah but um i don't have the time to do a podcast i can't like you know <laughs> sit people down talk to them but it's really easy for people to you know shoot me a picture and then give me the rundown of the story of how your hunt or fish went and it, it's it's so much fun like hearing like even with just people texting me, like hearing the excitement, it's just crazy. And learning, I, I'd like to say, fast-ish, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> um, quickly discovering graphic design, um, different ways the algorithms work, all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's something that's definitely tricky in the social media world. Is it seems like you can you can really blow up and and go off and have certain videos work and certain videos don't and pictures aren't working anymore. So videos or reels and you know it just seems like it's something's always changing and and to be a social uh, you know media manager, I mean that'd be tough. I, I 
I'm definitely not very tech savvy, especially <laughs> here I am with the <laughs> podcast. But you know, I mean, I get by doing what I, what, 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 you know, with what I know. But you know, running the social media, how do you keep up with the algorithm? You know, I know that for what we do, and I know a lot of people say that. They, they they feel like we get blocked and we get we get left out and or whatever. Uh, the, the shadow ban yes yes um, do, you, do you notice that do you you know are you work around that at all or yes um so with that um i got a group of friends around here we're all doing social media stuff um and we all kind of bounce ideas off each other what works what doesn't and i'll also test it on my personal page um one do showing any sort of weapon like on TikTok or sometimes Instagram, like that stuff will just get taken down almost instantly, or you'll get a strike. And it's just like, oh crap, I don't want to get the company blocked off social media. That'd be a big uh no bueno. Yep. Um, but in terms of like shadow banning, I've noticed uh at least for Instagram. Um, so Instagram is really trying to compete with TikTok in terms of like reels and clips, all that. And if you try to like take a TikTok video and it's got that watermark and use it on Instagram, Instagram will pretty much shadow ban that video and you'll get like, I don't know, 200 views. Whereas if you, uh, do all your editing and stuff like that on Instagram and upload the reel there, then it'll blow. Like I, I was experimenting with that and i had a clip get like ten thousand views and then i did the exact same on like my personal account and it got like i don't know 250 views and it had like that uh that little tiktok watermark yep so yeah if someone's ever wondering why their videos on like instagram aren't doing well and it's got that watermark yeah that's why <laughs> yeah i've always wondered because especially i only i mean i have like a handful of reels. I'm not really a big on videos. I understand that that's what, that's the way it gets going, but it's just not really where I'm going. I guess, I guess, you know, I'm just doing my own thing. I, I do what makes <laughs> me happy. And, you know, if, if I get the feedback I'm happy with, then that's, that's good enough for me. I'm not, I'm not going to go and, and do other, make other people happy if it's not making me happy. And whether that's, social media or hunting fishing whatever that is you know i mean that's, yeah that's just a personal thing that i mean i don't get me wrong i do do reels and, and video my hunts and stuff like that but to some of these guys it's just it's like another job for them to to be posting this kind of stuff and i mean i had one it did blow up it has like thirty seven thousand views and it was the one of my buck and uh in the bed of the truck and didn't get hardly any views the first like week and i'm like oh all right well i had a couple thousand i'm like i was i was happy with it you know and then all of a sudden like i was getting like 150 comment or uh notifications at a time and like <laughs> messages and follows and like i was like what the heck i'd look again like a couple hours later it's like you have 16 new messages you know uh all i'm like what the heck and i would look and it just for whatever reason in a, probably a week and a half or two weeks it just gained like thirty thousand followers you know views <laughs> and it just and then it just boop done again and i i just i i knew it, there was there was something behind it i just didn't know you know like like i said i'm not really the, the tech savvy and i knew you'd be a little bit more familiar with it, meaning your social media manager. Do, so. do algorithms are always like, especially with the clips. Mm -hmm. I think Insta because Instagram's really just pushing clips right now. I think that's going to be temporary until they can kind of catch up with like TikToks. Uh, I guess viewership to where they feel like they can compete. But I mean, like right now, it feels like clips are kind of just to reach new people, whereas like everything else is to like reach out to your audience connect with them um but do you, that, do you uh, think that social media is hurting hunting or helping hunting? it's kind of a double-edged so i think ultimately it's doing good um because i mean right now we're what the main problem is what too many people where we like to go the spots aren't a secret anymore but that means more people are doing it and if you can remember a few years ago, I mean, hunting was a dying sport. It yeah. might still be. And it's like, okay, so we can deal with these problems or we could deal with losing it all together. 
And the more people that do it, the more people that think it's cool, the more money is going to be bought, put into it, the more land that's going to be bought, more, hopefully more public access, more land. Um, but I mean, it, it's not going anywhere. Um, which, I mean, ultimately you want to keep hunting around. I'd rather deal with, you know, five years of, oh, this guy's in my spot. Oh, I've got to go find another spot rather than like, Oh gosh, I don't know if my kids are going to be able to go hunt because yeah. it's <laughs> it's not around anymore. Exactly. Yeah, that was actually the uh, I had an episode of it was just, you know deer shaming and if we felt social media you know was was hurting and the the answer came out pretty much exactly that like you said you know it's a it's a double edged sword you know it's it it hurts and helps and like you said it's it's getting people involved it's it's hurting the new people it's helping the new people it's and, and it's not going anywhere uh it's, it's one of those things we're just gonna have to uh, you know deal with and just keep the positivity and you know the, the help the new guys you know now i mean i'm sure when you started hunting again did you have anybody uh you know to, to mentor you or <laughs> i wish <laughs> i wish um, so it was actually me and a buddy. Um, we just kind of like put our brains together, like, yeah, let's go hunt, let's go hunt. And then, you know, a week before, like, we went out, we just went out rifle season. We went out and it was like, hey, do you know what you're doing? It's like, no, like, we both just, you know, got our hunter safety and all that, uh, which actually turned out I did hunter safety as a kid <laughs> and uh, forgot about it. So whenever I, like, you know, came time to get a card and all that, the, uh, mdc was like hey you already completed this when you were like a kid <laughs> i'm like oh crap but anyways uh, <laughs> off of that now we just kind of like put our heads together and we were like hey we're both idiots um we don't know what we're doing and we actually ended up just getting lucky and had a doe run by us and we both just completely whiffed and then after that it was hooked and yep. i just dove straight into it and uh you i think we talked a little bit before you know uh off air and you said you said you just got into archery and you know how how quick did you get into archery have you been oh, successful gosh. with with archery <laughs> yet because i was lucky enough that i just and i i say that i was i was just lucky and and a lot of my i've had a couple time couple bucks i've killed that i put in work for them i won't lie i i, I hunted my butt off that those years for particular deer not not chasing just those deer but just i hunted hard for those seasons and i i came out and i i felt like i earned those deer and i worked for those deer and then i had a couple like even this year i i think i just got <laughs> it was kind of right place right time and that's how my first year was my very first sit up with a bow i i whiffed i missed i shot everybody says aim low well i didn't aim low i shot over them and the second time i was in the woods it was pouring down rain I ended up walking down through the woods. I found a, uh, an old work trailer and I shot, shot my buck out of a, out of that, and out of a doorway at about eight steps. So, I mean, I got, I was very lucky. I mean, have you, <laughs> hey, have you a win as a win. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, and honestly, I don't know if it would have discouraged me to not get a deer because I mean, if I wouldn't have got one, if I'd have been discouraged and quit because the people that I was hunting with at the time, they, they hunted archery their entire life. So, I don't know if it would discourage me because now I can go a while without getting an opportunity and I'm, I have a lot more patience in, the, in archery now, you know, I've been doing it for 12 years, probably now 10, 12 years. So okay, I've, yeah, yeah. I've definitely <laughs> you, grown you got a decade on me on that one. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely is... grown a little bit, but have you, uh, have you had any luck yet? Uh, yeah. So I've been doing archery for two years now. Um, I got into it see 2020 uh rifle season had it all planned out i was wanting to get a bow beforehand but like finances time all that junk just didn't work out um but you know still going out rifle season super hyped for it and then uh two days before i took off work i came down with covid and the, the area of missouri i live in is the ozarks so i mean it, it's not like you know big mountains or like appalachian mountains but it, it's decent right. they're, they're decent mountains and 
lungs were just trash. Ended up shooting a buck out there, and I was only a mile from my truck, and it ended up taking me like three hours to drag it back. But uh, no, it felt like crap. Couldn't get a. I only hunted two days out of all the days I took off, and I was like, I have to get a bow. I have to. Get a bow. I need a longer season. So uh, that January, um, so I guess it was January of twenty one. Uh, ended up buying a bow. And then I shot it pretty much almost every day out of my in-laws uh, farm, just getting ready for, for that season. And my, my setup was kind of just, eh, like I was shooting some light arrows with the mechanicals. Didn't really know too much about it other than I was a decent shot as long as I could keep it 30 yards and closer. And I really just wanted to do it. Um, so I, I was just hunting from the ground. Uh, connected finally at the end of October with this little three-point. And he, he was a big body three-point, not to brag. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, was actually <laughs> stalking. Dude, ooh, he, he's good eating. Um, yeah, I bet. But was uh, stalking a doe. Because um, that first year of archery, I was just on the ground, um, spot and stalk. Because that's, that's how I learned to do it with my dad. I just knew, okay, keep the wind in my face and don't move while they're looking at you. Yep. And <laughs> um, was doing that and ended up having that little three-point get in front of me. And he was just grunting, looking right at me. But he wouldn't get out of the way. So I'm like, okay, little dude, you can die. <laughs> uh, so ended up shooting him drug him back to my truck and that's when i started to get my most recent obsession with this eight pointer that actually watched me load up this three pointer. <laughs> and it's i've been his son dude <laughs> i have so this year i ended up connecting with a doe um just because you know it was early season wanted to get at least you know meat in the freezer yep and ended up shooting a doe i think it was the first week of October, if not the first couple days, I'd have to look. Um, but I, I just couldn't seem to make it happen with any of these bucks. And I kept passing up like a spike or like a little fork horn. And then eventually you know, I finally see the deer that I, I've been wanting and blow that. Um, saw what I thought was this weird looking bush in the middle of the field, walk up to it. Turns out it was actually a deer. Stands up, runs away. Target deer at that. Um, busted again, trying to pee out of my saddle coming in. <laughs> um, I've had a few other chances. He, he was at 60 yards, and I was not comfortable taking a shot at that distance. And uh, he was actually sparring with another smaller deer. Uh, I was out with a, a buddy of mine. And he was like, dude, I can like hear him sparring. He was like all the way on the other end of the uh, this big field. And I'm like, dude, they're in front of me, but they won't come closer. I'm running out of dead or daylight. And I, I just couldn't connect with a buck this year. I, I kept passing just on these smaller bucks. Um, passed on, I don't know how many doe. Like I, I could have got at least another three or four doe, but... Freezer can only hold so much. Um, my wife also ended up getting a doe during rifle season, which was her first ever deer. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, she was super stoked about that. And uh, so I'm like, okay, the freezer has room for one more deer. Other than, it, it, like, if I got any more than that, it'd be wasting it at that point. I, I don't, don't want to waste any of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I consider it a success because I got the doe, made a great shot, um, ended up double lunging, not double lunging, she was quartering away. So I got liver, lung, and then blew out of that shoulder. Okay. And uh, I, I shoot a fairly heavy arrow. Uh, I think it's like 510 grains. Okay. Are you using and, a fixed blade then? Yes, the, uh, the Q80 Exodus. Okay. And I've heard good things about them. I'm a fan. Um, I, I've heard a couple bad things, but I'm like, you're gonna hear that with every yeah. broadhead and arrow, yeah. bow, saddle, every 
everybody's gonna have their a bad review about it. At but some I mean, point. it it blew through bone and buried halfway up the arrow into the dirt behind her. Um, the more people that I talk to, that the more I get into this podcast, the more I'm talking to people outside of Pennsylvania, and I am so jealous that you guys can just you can say that you will you. You willingly got to pass a, a fork or a five point or something. I can't do that. I have to pass that deer because where I'm at in Pennsylvania, we have there's a point restriction everywhere in Pennsylvania. Mm. But where I'm at, you almost have to shoot an eight point where I'm at. I mean, it's oh, almost gosh. like it's three up on one side, not including the brow time. So it could be a six point, I guess, not including the brow time, three up. But you're more likely looking at a seven point is the smallest buck that you're going to shoot unless you shoot a half rack. So I'm like, I talk to all these people and like, you guys get to pass deer. Like I see these deer and I just, I just, I'm not allowed. Even the only, only youth can shoot anything under than, you know, on, out of the restrictions. And I think they need to change that too. I think they need to let the, the, uh, you know, the senior license i think they should i think they should be able to shoot whatever the heck they want to shoot get get, get some like points built up you just you know spend your points for a whatever restriction less yeah is uh missouri are you guys one you're so you're just a one buck state uh so we can actually get two bucks so we get one archery then we get one for rifle but if we don't use that buck tag during rifle then it can be used in the second half of archery season. So technically two archery. Sorry, it, it's kind of <laughs> wonky the way it works, but ultimately it's two bucks and then uh, unlimited doe tags, depending on the county you're in, which Missouri has been really blessed with how like the deer density and population, they're literally everywhere. <laughs> Um, it's just finding any that you know aren't does or finding them that are big because um, quite a few counties over here actually have uh, points restrictions like a lot of people they'll think of missouri and they'll think like you know it's a big trophy state like we get some big bucks here but a lot of those counties where those bucks are at they have uh points restrictions okay um which you know down here in the ozark area it's kind of just brown it's down yeah so that's that's why i've been so uh fixated on this one particular buck because i'm like oh he survived as long as he doesn't kill himself in traffic we're good yeah i mean that's honestly that when i grew up hunting it was brown it's down there was there weren't point restrictions growing up when i was you know a kid so i mean that was in between everybody else in the amish around here it was a massacre i mean it was i I, I, you still saw deer everywhere, but I mean, it just seemed like, I don't know if it really, I've never looked at the numbers to see how many were harvested before, you know, per season, but I can, I can honestly say that since they put the point restriction in the, the quality of deer has gotten better, at least in my area. But like I said, you almost are limited to an eight point. So yeah, you're, 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 you're always going to shoot a, a pretty good deer you know what i mean you're always going to shoot a, a deer that i'm going to always be ha- i mean if you see a legal buck and we call that a legal buck in pennsylvania especially on on state game land, like public land you're gonna you, you shoot that deer because that's a that's a deer that you shoot and <laughs> i mean i'm yeah. a meat i'm a meat eat i'm definitely a meat eat you know meat hunter first and foremost so I'm, i always like to try to shoot my doe we can get i think it's six doe tags now in your possession but i mean heck i don't i don't need that i shoot i like <laughs> to sh- i like to shoot a doe early and that's just to break the ice you know knock the rust off and oh yeah and i was lucky enough to do that the week before i shot my buck this year and then it it i don't know if it helped it, it definitely it gives you that confidence though in the back of your mind and i've tried to do that every year and at least try i say <laughs> to, to shoot a doe first and i used to be it seemed like i could just go out and pinpoint these you know groups of doe early in the year and oh, i still dude. can but i'm 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 into mobile hunting so much now that 
I like to bounce around, and it's just I'm more trying to find that early season buck to target now than, than the group of does. And it seems like if I if I if I catch a doe now, it's just almost lucky. But you're getting into mobile hunting. You you're out of a saddle. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I actually use the uh, the trophy line saddle. Um, yep. I think you used the same one. I think I saw that on your page. I heard you use, talk about it. I started out with trophy line, like the like the older the ambush. I think they were called. And it was like the older one. It had like a belt. It wasn't like a, they didn't have a lineman's rope on it. It was almost, oh, almost yeah, like a I've seen those. I had that one to, to start with and immediately fell in love with saddle hunting after that. And I went to cruiser. So I, I run the cruiser XC. No. Okay. Yeah. But so yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of every, a lot of trophy line stuff though. I, that's, I, I run the EDP. Platform. Okay. Yeah. See, uh, I loved, love the saddle. I also don't know how the, tree stand hunting is never hunted out of a tree stand before so i i, I could just be talking out of my ass on this one <laughs> but i love it um first of all i'm terrified of heights i don't do heights and i ended up getting the saddle over the summer and it took so long to uh to actually get used to it like the first time i climbed up i got like i only put two sticks up and like my knees were wobbling i'm like <laughs> hugging the tree <laughs> my wife was over there like had her phone out just waiting for me to fall <laughs> but now now i'm just like up there chilling um <laughs> which i only had you know a couple instances this season where it scared the crap out of me yeah. there was like a, a windy day where i got blown off of my platform but uh, at the same time i was also just you know on my phone playing a game not paying attention and then uh there was a second time i was out with uh austin from just one yep and we were both hunting out of the same tree and when we got up there the tree was like kind of wonky but we were running out of daylight so we're like okay let's do whatever it was getting this tree and the bottom teeth of the platform were in the tree but not the top uh -huh. <laughs> and uh whenever i hunt out of my saddle i like to turn backwards like have my back to the tree and almost use it like a hang on mm-hmm and I put all my weight on one side and I just felt it shift and I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> like, I mean, if the platform even would have came out from under me, I would just dangle there until I put my feet under me. Right. But, oh my gosh, Be being, you know, I think we were like 18 feet up. It was enough to turn the pucker factor up. Yeah, see, I didn't, I did not take everybody's advice. <laughs> And everybody's like, just put your platform on the ground level, get comfortable. I'm like, ah, I'm good at. Oh yeah, climb. no, I didn't do that. <laughs> I can climb trees like I'm a monkey. Like I'm, I'll be good. You know, I've watched enough videos. That's all I need. That's how I am. Like I've seen somebody do it once. That's all I need. So here I go. It, luckily, I wasn't. I wasn't hunting. It was middle of summer, and I, I get up the tree. First time I ever climbed a tree, I get four sticks up. I'm, you know, with with aiders. I'm like 16, 18 feet up. I'm like, this is this is easy, you know. Get my get the platform all set up. I stand on the platform, I'm like nothing to it. And I start walking like it'd be to my like three o'clock. And I just didn't realize that you had to keep pressure certain <laughs> certain ways. <laughs> and I just whoop. I went and I swung or back around like to the backside of the tree. <laughs> and it it just slowly brought me back. And I just stepped back on the platform and I, I was like, well. <laughs> it kind of scared the shit out of me, but I, I didn't like, I didn't panic at the same time. Cause I didn't, I never felt unsafe. Like it scared me, but I didn't feel unsafe. So it was almost, it was almost bad that that happened because then I'm like, I felt almost indestructible in it then. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. So <laughs> let's see how much higher I can go. Or though I haven't gone into one sticking. That's something I don't think I'm, Oh gosh. Wanna, yeah. I don't want to try that. Um, and the rappelling back down and like, yeah my my buddy does that and he just looks sweaty and uncomfortable yes. by the time he gets up there and i'm like dude that looks like it was awful I'm it's good. bad and it's bad enough early season like i always have to just go up in a t-shirt because i'm i'm drenched like the opening day this year it was lightly raining and i was not i didn't care because i was already sweating it felt good and I mean, it was a terrible day for opening season this year. Oh. We had like a crazy wind, that northeast wind, which we never have. And it was just, 
you had to be in the tree because it was opening morning and i did all that work sweating and rainy and yeah, it was I, just hot and humid here for yeah. i think it was like in the 90s opening day which we opened september 15th oh man that's and it jealous. was yeah <laughs> It was just disgusting. <laughs> like I ended up having a, a couple of does like pass under me and I just passed and I'm like, it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I probably shouldn't have even come out. Like I was literally like watching the sweat come off of my nose and like run down and bounce off the uh the platform. I'm like, this is terrible. I'm just sucking down water. Yeah, those those are the times where you don't want to be in the woods because you don't want to spread your scent. And, you know, you don't want to bust out, you know, a target if you are after a target buck or, or even a shooter deer in general. But I've, I've been burnt too many times by staying out of the woods and then going in and checking those cameras and, and good deer there. So I try to strategically hunt when I do hunt and, you know, like t- this year when I shot my buck, it was 65, 60, you know, mid sixties, which is warm for late October uh, here. And it was the same. I, I got tucked in next to a creek and it was real shady down in there. And I knew that that's where the deer were going to have to be. And I mean, that's just the only thing I can do is that's the only time you're going to see me pass deer is like you said, (laughs) if it's, if it's hot and I, I, I try to use it more as observation sits, I guess you could say, but if if the right deer that makes me happy to shoot comes by i'm going to but i'm not going to take any chances even on a, a very good deer like a once in a while i'm not going to take that chance in that time you know that time of year i would much rather collect some data get some intel i did i had one this year where the where i hunt the one area there's there's fields before you get down into the creek bottom and they're they're broken up and there's one that's not planted it's like it, it was planted like a, a some sort of wheat winter wheat and they cut it already and mm-hmm. the rest was uh, all cornfield and i could see the whole way down into the creek bottom like man i just it was not a day to be in the woods and i i mean i had my bow and i just tucked into this that corner of the cornfield like a couple rows and i just i just stood there and it was it was an observation shit and i if something happened to walk down the edge of the corn and I got a shot, you know, it was all fine and dandy, but it was more of just, I was, I didn't have to do much work to get in. <laughs> so I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sweating my balls off and I was hoping to, you know, see what was using that side of the property and ended up being absolutely nothing, but it sure beat, you know, just sitting at home wondering what, yeah, that's, that's what, what kills me. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I could the whole time. I'm like, man, I wonder what's, I wonder what's down in that Creek bottom right now. You know, I probably could have snuck down there and play, take my chances, but it just, it's, that's the discipline. And trust me, it, it took me a long time to, to be able to pull into a property that I'm very familiar with and just not actually go in and hunt and, yeah. and, and hold back, take my weapon, take my, you know, my bow and, pretty much plan on not using it but i just if if it's that time of year i gotta be in the woods (laughs) i mean yeah exactly even Um, if it's the field i gotta be out there because like you said it's the suspense of not knowing is i can't just just gotta be out there like i mean over here um like i I go out for dove opener which dove hunting you know ton of fun you know get together with your buddies and that's september 1st and that kind of, you know, breaks the eyes getting into hunting. And then at that point, I'm just, I'm ready to be out there. I'm like, I don't care what's going on. I don't care if it, there's a tornado warning. I'm sitting out there. And with those, like, really crappy days, I'll usually just go hunt a new place. Yeah. I'm explore. like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save my my honey hole and go blow out someone else's honey hole. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so September, you're you're kicking off, you know, like you said, September 1st. I think that's when our dove season comes in. You are, you have plans for next, I'm assuming early fall would be a, for an elk hunt. Is that going to yeah. be a September hunt? Let's talk about that. Where are you going and who are you going with? So September, we're actually going out a couple days before opening day. That way we can get some scouting done. Um, but I'm going out with uh, my buddy Austin with just one. And then uh, a buddy named Deegan. Um, with Midwest Tail Chaser, fantastic name, love his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and maybe a couple other people that are kind of on the ropes if they're okay. going or not. But yeah, we're heading out to Colorado, and uh, oh, dude, we're we're, <laughs> we're we're hyped, you know, opening of archery. Um, perhaps one of the last few seasons where our or it's going to be uh, over the counter. They're yeah. thinking about going to a draw system. I which, I just saw that, which that's like they're. I think. Colorado is like the number one over the counter sales right yeah. now. So, so yeah. we're we're expecting, you know, a ton of pressure. So we're right now getting into shape, which you know, I'm I'm a big dude. Um before I got into hunting, I was like 360 pounds and I've dropped like 115, still losing. Wow. Um congratulations. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It, it just takes a not being a fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out. Well, if you have that kind of dedication and, and, you know, determination, then I, you just being, you know, kind of like new back into hunting. I, I, I have a feeling you're going to be very successful. Well, in, I mean, it future. started with, uh, one, you know, just want to be in shape, you know, no, nobody likes to be the fat friend, but, uh, that 2019 rifle hunt when I was out with my buddy, um, I actually almost died. Okay. So we got to a little, uh, it was a spring and you're, you're in an Appalachian area. So you, you kind of yeah. know, yep, I know like kinda these kind of little mountain springs. Um, yep. it was crystal clear, looked like it was only six inches deep, very deceiving. It was just like silt and leaves. And I got in it and I started to sink like to my nipples and I realized I was too out of shape to self rescue and I got lucky. That's it. I, I got lucky with that. Yep. Um, we had you know the what? same thing. We call it Pennsylvania quicksand and it's like around the, the Creek bottoms of spring. And actually one of my best friends got stuck in it. And luckily it was, they, it was at his property and they had no idea it was there. And it just, they were walking and he just, Bam, like that same thing you have happened to you. And luckily he had people close enough that he could yell to and, you know, hand his gun out and they had to hand him sticks and, and everything yeah. like that. And, and yeah, luckily he had somebody with him because I mean, I'm assuming his phone was probably in his pocket and he went just like that. Like you said, right up to his nipples and he was, Dude, it was not happy. It was bad. I, I had a, a sidearm on me. I was just carrying a 1911 and I still have like grits of sand. I've cleaned it at least a dozen times and I cannot get this one last little piece of sand out. But yeah, uh, ended up getting like, my buddy was trying to help me. Like he took my gun, uh, was trying to get me branches, but, everything around was just like rotten logs so he'd like hand it to me and got a pool and it just rip in half so he was like dude i don't know what to do and yeah. he's a cop and he was just like there's yeah. nothing here if you don't know what you're doing if you know <laughs> if you're panicking i'm definitely gonna start we, it, we were joking about it after he was like dude i'm a city cop for a reason <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have to deal with this crap in the city <laughs> But yeah, it, it just, I mean, one hunting is a lot easier when you're in shape and more enjoyable too. You know, nobody yes, wants to be dead <laughs> while yeah. trying to, you know, hike up a hill, nothing like a, especially during Turkey season, trying to get after a gobbler. And then you're just panting too hard to blow your mouth call. <laughs> it still doesn't matter how good a shape you're in. As you get dragging a deer, you will find out you are not in good shape. Oh yeah, uh. <laughs> I mean I'm I I'm in decent shape, and but I still like because like we talked mobile hunting, and that definitely has to be helping you in that aspect. You know, being in the gym, just being active, because I know if if I don't start like I don't I don't go on like ruck or anything like that, but I mm. start really putting on like I'll 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 put on some distance on on my on my scouting trips when it's real hot out and just try to get some stamina build up because I did it one year and I didn't, I was not prepared and I used my saddle like <laughs> once or twice maybe. And like that first couple of weeks I was, I got my ass kicked because it, the first couple of weeks of season, I was not, I was like transitioning into hunting shape because if you hunt often and mobile hunt, 
there is such thing as hunting shape and if you're not oh dude 100 <laughs> yeah i mean like i said i don't i don't get into it like i'm not out rocking or anything like that but just just a little bit of cardio i guess you know just my yeah. ex extending my my scouting missions or you know taking the long way around to to check a, a trail camera or something like that just yeah with, with with an extra you know with my backpack on and you know maybe some well, extra water in it i mean well being in shape i mean it makes it more enjoyable but just a safety factor like yep. you know if you're out of shape you twist an ankle and you know twisted ankle being in shape sucks but if you twist an ankle while you're out of shape there's a good chance that you're gonna be out there for a while especially you don't got signal you're gonna be <laughs> hurting yeah and so just being able to self-rescue is huge um i i believe every hunter should be able to self-rescue yep yeah i mean i even i just carry it's it's nothing crazy it's just a small first aid kit with you know it has like i have a whistle i have a compass and it has anything that in that first aid kit that i could directly stop any kind of major bleeding yeah. anything like that just because i hunt a lot by myself and i mean my wife has anytime i go hunting she has my location because the whole mobile hunting sometimes i don't end up where i said i was going to be and it's just <laughs> with a little one at home it peace of mind that i know if, if if i did go down and it got dark i know she'd be able to find me and god forbid i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to self-rescue like you said it's just it's one of those things that i never want to feel that i don't want to feel that you know that yeah, feeling of, of being so out far, there and fe feeling helpless so far that's like my wife's main anxiety about going out to colorado um because we actually went out there um like we did a bunch of western national parks for a honeymoon and like I, I fell in love with out there. Like I'm like, I have to come back here. I have to come back here. Um, and then, you know, getting talking with uh, some buddies around here and we're just like, dude, let's do it. Let's go. And like, we're just hyper-focusing on all of it. We're just, uh, it's everybody's getting in shape. And uh, the other two for sure is in the group. They're already like in pretty good shape, but they're just hitting the gym hard. They're I've cool. seen I've seen uh, Austin stories and his his gym. I, I I didn't know you guys were going together, but it all makes sense now. I've been seeing him. <laughs> he's been he's been doing you know recording that he's been hitting the gym hard and oh yeah, it makes sense. So what else are you guys doing to prepare besides the gym? Because I mean I know that's especially you're getting into altitude. That's that's definitely going to be oh. <laughs> it, it, it's it's helping your mental health too. Be, just knowing in the back of your mind that okay I that's another thing that I could check off my list when I'm going prepared for you know my, my physical check. What else are you going down that list to, you know, check off to, cause it's, it's February, middle of February almost now it's way quicker. It's going to come way quicker than, than we all think. And no, so, I, I hope it does. <laughs> yes, it, it will. Trust me. It will. So what are you doing? What else are you doing or what did you do to prepare to get to this point? So right now, um, as i'm sure you know uh like 3d tournaments that season is coming up yep. if not already here for a lot of places so i mean we're just out shooting bows uh austin and deegan they've been doing some uh local 3d shoots um we're wanting to do a total archery challenge event some point over the summer if i can get some time off <laughs> i'm trying to like save all my time off for the elk hunt yep um but I, I feel like that uh that experience would be huge and don't get me we're, we're not going out there with like expectations like oh we're all gonna kill a bull right you know we're all gonna be successful we're like no if we can get within shooting distance <laughs> exactly it's a success of a bull, that's a success yeah. um because i mean we, we know it's like what 10 percent success yep. rate for especially, successful hunters especially your first time i mean yeah i mean it, it can't happen but I mean, heck, I, I don't. I think that the, the the challenge would be after you release that arrow, because yeah. you, you're going right yeah. back to being in shape. If you're not in shape, not only are you hiking in the in the Rockies, but now you got to get an elk out, and yeah. you, everybody has to be mentally prepared, <laughs> physically prepared, and have the right gear. I mean, what kind of gear are you guys? 
are you guys prepared? Are you, have you started that journey yet? You know, your, yeah. your backpacks and your, your tents and. So I almost have everything I need. There's a couple little odds and ends that I kind of want to just get to tinker with. Um, want to get a, a new set of uh, camo to bring out. Well, I guess clothing. Um, Cause I, I don't want to wear the same pair while out there, but um, yeah, we got, we got our backpacks. I, the last, I guess, big purchase I need is probably like a jet boil. Um, Cause you know, having warm food would be nice. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I can I eat some uh, cold freeze dried food, <laughs> but I, I don't think that'll do the, the brain some good. No, no, but now we're all, uh, pretty much almost everybody has what they need uh deegan had been out there before um that's nice so he he kind of already knew like the do's and don'ts what yeah he learned which, the hard way <laughs> oh dude yeah so he hunted the unit where we're going I, I don't remember if it was i don't think it was last i think it was a couple years ago but he went out and he had a respiratory infection so couldn't breathe high altitude and then ended up getting altitude sickness on top of it. Oh so I think he was saying while he was out there, he only got to hunt like two days the whole time he was out there. And then whenever he got a bull in front of him, he was like too weak to actually make it happen. So he, he's got some unfinished business out there. Um, so yeah, that, that's going to be handy. But yeah, dude, I mean, three of us so far packing out a whole elk is gonna sudden much less of we multiple elk i don't know how yeah. that's gonna happen <laughs> yeah now are you guys doing like uh are you are you picking like a shooter first like okay okay austin's gonna shoot first i mean are you just kind of well, i mean i don't know what you want to do if i were in a situation like that i had three guys i don't know if i'd want to put three elk down <laughs> yeah <laughs> um... three elk come screaming <laughs> in i mean now don't get me wrong that would be an absolute epic <laughs> story lifetime but, i mean it's hard to pass <laughs> that up you know oh yeah i mean you, if that happens we're gonna do it 100 figure um, it out afterwards call me i'll try to get to colorado if if, if you do <laughs> if, if you guys put three elk down together that that's we've uh, we've talked about it like uh doing like flip a coin or draw a straw on who's gonna go like who's gonna be the shooter for like day one and then it's just gonna rotate out after that but I think what it's ultimately going to come down to is who has the shot. Because, right. like, say it's my day to shoot, but I don't have a shot, and Austin does, and he he's wanting to be a good buddy and doesn't take the shot, even though he had it. I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, because we could have had a bull. <laughs> it's yeah, because it, once you get to that point, it's a group effort at that point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that elk is it turns into everybody's elk in a way because you guys are putting in all the work just with that, with, just with the shooter, you know. Yeah, which I mean, really, it seems like for elk hunting, the well, I guess for any kind of hunting, like the big thing with it is finances because yep. it, it's expensive. <laughs> but it seems like, I mean, you probably noticed it with you know just hunting deer. After the first couple of years, you kind of lower those expenses a little bit. Don't tell my wife, <laughs> but uh, I mean, like next year, I'm not going to be upgrading my saddle. Um, I think this year all I'm doing is putting new strings on my bow and getting a new set of arrows, and that's pretty much all I'm going to need for deer season. Um, that's what I did with my saddle. I I bought the Cruiser XC. It was it's pricey. Don't get me wrong, but I honestly don't. It's going to be very hard to get me out of that saddle. You know, just oh yeah, <laughs> until something until something happens to it, just because I've I've worn it so long then I'll, I don't see me leaving the company, but yeah, I'm, I'm just... going to have to upgrade saddles. I don't know if this coming year or next year. Um, cause when I bought it, so I got the bigger saddle. So I'm like, okay, I'm a bigger dude. So I got the bigger size and it's actually becoming too big <laughs> at this yeah. point. Like I'm going to like cinch it down. So I'm like, okay, I think I could probably get this to last another year and then maybe next year get a different saddle. Which I mean, it, it's just a saddle. It's going to be not as expensive as buying the entire setup. Exactly. Yeah, I did the same thing. I I got one size up, and I'm like, my size for like they do pant sizes on the you know on their sizing, and it's I'm like right in between 
the two sizes. Oh, I so I went, <laughs> I went up one thinking, okay, cold weather, if I ever need cold weather gear. And well, I, I, my, the one I have is the XC, so it's an expansion chamber. Like You can pull it down to make yeah. it even bigger. And it's, don't get me wrong, it's very comfortable. It is just a little bit baggy. But yeah, I mean, I got, I just have to pull the belt a little bit tighter and it's really only affects me when I'm climbing up the tree with my sticks hanging off my, my saddle. That's the only time I run into any kind of issue. Okay, yeah. See mine, it bugs me whenever I'm hiking out there, like it'll just keep falling or it just like gets too baggy and I'm just like, ah, I got to reach down to the crotch. And <laughs> so what I, stuff. before I really, cause I mean, I just, I got mine to now where I can tighten my belt, you know, on it to, mm. to it, and it's it's good. But before I really messed with that, I just took like a piece of paracord and I wrapped it through. I like weaved it through the Lyman's. You know how the Lyman's belt yeah. has like those loops, and I just made my own belt and just and just tied, <laughs> oh, tied it real tight. Or even like tethered mix suspenders that Oof. I think go no with. Joke. I think they go with any or the, any Molly system. So, something to look into. Yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) If 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 it works, it works, man. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you? uh, So I know you're. You know, you said you did like a private security in the past. What kind of sidearm are you guys taking? You know, kind of security. You know, (laughs) bear mace. What kind of pistol are you guys taking out? So I think I'm just gonna take a just my Glock 19. Um, I'm. I'm also probably going to take bear spray. I, there's only black bear out there. I don't think there's right. been a, a grizzly in Colorado think, since like the 70s. No, I, I think it's a lot of the mountain lions is what you yeah, really. Dude, yeah, which that's what I would be more worried about. I've seen videos of some dudes piecing up mountain lions with a nine, and I, I think we'll be good. I say that, but uh, come September, you're probably going to see it's like, hey, I lost my hand <laughs> <laughs> to a mountain lion. <laughs> Yeah, Turns that's out, one thing. Brought I, a better gun. <laughs> yeah, I should have brought the bigger gun. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> that's one thing that I, I don't like cats in general. So I definitely don't like a big cat. So Dude. they definitely. You just so, hear so many times people were like hiking and they turn around and they're like, "This thing's been stalking us for who mm-hmm. knows how long." That's just, I just don't. Trust so we them. uh we actually have mountain lion in Missouri. It's a small population and they're all male so there's no confirmed breeding pairs in missouri um it's all males that have come from the black hills and i've came across two of them in my life and both times they were not afraid of me they looked at me as though i was an inconvenience (laughs) and (laughs) that's when i knew i was not the biggest baddest thing out there (laughs) yeah they they claim that we don't have them in pennsylvania and then you get the like out in the central part of the state, you get the like every couple of years that they, someone claims they got one on trail camera. I don't know. I, I, we have bobcats, I know for sure, 100%. Mm. But mountain lions, I don't know. People claim once you get up clo- closer to New York border, I could see it. And everybody throws out the well, Penn State, why are they called the Nittany Lion? I, I don't know. I didn't mean <laughs> the university, you know, I mean, they. I'm sure at one point they probably did roam around here and we, <laughs> right. we came, I mean, I don't know, but that's just even bobcats and Turkey season. You, you see some of those guys that they come up and attack their decoy. I don't want anything to do Dude. with bobcat. Yeah. Bobcats are gorgeous. I would love to be able uh, to get a bobcat. Like they're yep. absolutely beautiful, yep. but I mean, around here, I'm mostly afraid of stumbling upon like a ravenous crackhead. <laughs> like i have come upon like so many homeless camps really yes yeah, so we don't i don't run into that luckily um so i actually hunt like i'm in a city so i hunt around like a city area so it's super pressured and usually in the summer and spring the homeless kind of start to trickle out into the rural areas and set up their hobo camps and I'm just I'm like, sure okay. that that probably that's a whole new uh, hunting pressure. <laughs> you know, you yeah. So with. it's been really interesting um, with the deer that I've, the, at least the area that I've been uh, hunting the majority at. So I've noticed that scent doesn't make them bolt 
in my area, like they'll run as far as necessary to get out of your range. And right. it's like they know when they're out of your range, nope. but they'll they'll just hang out there. Um they're fairly dumb to sound. Like the sound doesn't spook them until you're too close, then they'll run away. But like you get in that I, bubble. They know yeah. they, they, they they know like I, you see videos all the time. You've even like I'm an hour north of Pittsburgh, but you see people all the time, like in their backyard, just like even actually where I'm at, my buddy, he lives right next to the park. And I've seen videos of like a buck this year, just standing probably 15 yards away, just looking at them. Yeah. I mean, it's, they've, it's they've had crazy. them in their, in their yard, their entire life and they don't hunt. And they're just like, Oh, well they come from the park and you're not allowed to hunt in the park. And we just, we just his dad had to build like uh his vegetable and his garden i mean literally up on racks because the deer would just would just yeah. come because there's so many deer in our park and you just it's, you it's crazy hide. like uh the, the main spot i hunt like I, I they're super tolerant of humans until you get too close mm-hmm. which then also presents like its own challenges hunting them because they got like they don't really have a pattern. They're kind of all over the place. So it's just kind of getting lucky if you pick the right tree to get in. Right. Um, whereas like I'll be hunting more like Ozark mountain area, like the Mark Twain national forest. And then they behave super skittish. Like they'll wind you super easy. And I'm like, okay, this is what I hear about. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I, I being out West, I feel like the whole thermals scent is going to be absolutely crazy. Um, I, <laughs> it's going to be a whole challenge. Man. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a learning experience. And I mean, um, like I said, I think I talked to you earlier. It's uh, it's on everybody's bucket list. I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't want to elk hunt. And like yeah. you said, it's it's going to be hard. They're making it harder. And I, I you can't blame them to an extent, but I. I, I just think, think they're going to lose a heck of a lot of you know revenue if they do take over the counter away in Colorado. You yeah. they have to think they make a lot of money off of that. They they need to. I don't know if they're going to do it permanently. I I feel like alternating years would be yeah. like do a few years draw, do a few years over the counter, or maybe just you know buy some more freaking public land so we got more places to. If hunt. they did it, <laughs> if they did like a. You know, every every other year, every two years, but to over the counter. They say every two years they open over the counter, but the every other year preference points you could have. Yeah. Know, so you could still hunt, and it would still pe- make it you know the the revenue coming, but it would limit it, and then yeah. and people were still paying into it and to a certain extent, and if they didn't see what they wanted to see from it, has it, obviously it's a you know. Um, conservation out you know look that's the only thing i can think yeah. of because it's definitely not like they're not hurting money i mean everybody's making money <laughs> in that state from it oh dude the colorado parks and wildlife i think is their organization whatever it is over there they, they got they're so well funded yeah but i don't know it's also asking a lot out of a government entity to function yeah. like if you ever been to a dmv and see how they function <laughs> <laughs> It's. I imagine it's gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. But, but I mean, all right, it, Clyde. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and and you know, just BS. And I guess we we talked a little bit about elk hunting and and TLO outdoors and and everything in between. You know, a little bit of Missouri hunting, which I, heck, I, I need to get out west. I've been to Colorado once, and it was when I was younger. It was just for you know a wedding. I didn't get to do much exploring. I camped in Estes Park. Oh yeah, see, uh, we uh, our Airbnb when we went to the Rocky Mountains uh, National Park was in Estes Park. Yep, that's that, beautiful, that's a, dude. They they have this really dope uh, cinnamon roll place. Okay, and uh, we uh ended up getting cinnamon rolls, and then like went way out and just like ate our cinnamon rolls while looking at the mountains. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you never want to come home. I mean, I. <laughs> It was like 2000, early mid 2000s when I was out there. Jeez, oh man, I was, I'm getting old. <laughs> but, and I mean, I, I didn't want to come back then. And I'm like, if I go back now, I better have the wife and kids with me because <laughs> right. I don't, I don't want to, if it wasn't so dang expensive, 
I probably would have moved out of there by now. Yeah, which I mean, it, just expensive in general. Like yeah. I, I've been planning on this elk hunt for years, so I, I've been kind of piecing together here and here. Like uh, one thing we didn't touch on was like mental health. Yep. But like I, I used to be in such a terrible place, and I can say hunting a hundred percent saved my life. Yeah. So I have to go out there. I'm like I I have to. It's not a choice. Yeah. I have right. to go out there, and uh. I don't know, it's just been prepping for it. Now it's like, you know, got a group. We got the plan. Everybody's motivated. We're putting in the work. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's finally happening. I'm not just going out there to visit. (laughs) That definitely helps your mental health when you have, you know, you have the support, too, of other guys. that. And I know the guys, you know, I know a a couple of the guys you're going with. And you're in great company with them. So just everybody being on the same page and having that positive, you know, support system going and everybody on the same page that that just helps your mental health even that much better just to surround yourself i mean heck you're lucky enough to be just like you said i think a, a town or two away from from the some of those guys and and i've talked to them and i know that they're great guys heck i wish i was that close to some of these guys i mean i think the closest <laughs> guy that i've talked to uh, that does a podcast of sorts i mean uh the, the i did one that the guy was uh, half an hour away from me but when of course when i did the podcast with him he was on the other side of the state in a motel room so <laughs> I, I feel that yeah so i don't i kind of do everything i guess by myself i i hunt by myself mostly uh so i don't have that you know that that system like you have and that's, yeah which that's that's great for like you said your mental health and which i mean those friendships kind of like happened out of nowhere um like i I think we discovered each other like last year dove season um because instagram was doing this thing where it would like show you local people posting stuff and i was like hey i know that field i was hunting there that day (laughs) and i like messaged him and i was like hey are you from this area he was like yeah we eventually linked up now our wives are friends there you go (laughs) So, I mean, it, it works. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can't beat that. And friendships long. That is one of the, the best things that I've found through the whole social media thing is I have met a couple of the guys I've met. I'm, I can, they're some of my best friends that I talk to literally daily. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just, and I don't, I, I have friends that I grew up with that I don't, I mean, life just happens, but I just don't speak to them as often it's just yeah you know, these guys that i <laughs> these these like-minded people that i'm running into on on social media just they they think about hunting as much as i do and it's oh, just... yeah. which i mean like my purse oh, personal that sounds bad my like <laughs> normal friends i guess I'll probably, right they'll be like yeah we like to go fish you know might go hunt every other year and they'll look at me i'm over there like this snorting a bass pro catalog <laughs> and they're like what's wrong with that guy yeah <laughs> my like, wife is really into hunting man. my wife does not understand she she didn't grow up her her family didn't hunt and it wasn't grown up around it and then there's me and every field i drive by i have to try to yeah. find a deer you know just anywhere any any store we go into i had to have to check out the sporting goods section even if i was just in that store yeah two days which ago. uh which people out there right now um right now is a good time to get those tree stands on sale <laughs> it, it really is too yeah tree stands and like all the uh i saw the like the scent products and dude even blind buy a, a really decent blind at walmart for like 60 bucks it was like half off yeah I uh, they like, have <laughs> that that wind detector stuff they always mark oh, that yeah when and and if i can't that way if i can't find milkweed i just I stock up on like I grab a couple of those at the end of the year when they get like half off. Yeah, I love those after season <laughs> sales. I got uh, some really nice turkey decoys like yep. for half off after the end of last season. It's it's so, a lot of times stuff I I guess I usually don't need, but I'm like it's half off. And yeah, yeah. I always explain it. I'm like, listen, you know what it is when you have your Coles cash or Target or anything like that. It's the same thing. It's just guy version, <laughs> right? It's like yeah, I, I'd either spend it on that or uh, other hunting food and shooting stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's either going to be this hunting thing or that hunting thing. That's yeah, all I buy. But which yeah, like I've recently gotten to like fly fishing, so now it's just like I I, I have no money, is what I'm saying. 
it's like, it's, I, a, it's I, a healthy habit though <laughs> yeah it, it is it's a it's a very good outlet to have but clyde if anybody wants to find you or if anybody's looking to look at the uh the tlo outdoors page or look into their you know their website look at some of their gear where can they find you or tlo outdoors so yeah um so i'll shout out my uh, tlo stuff uh first just because that's probably what my boss would want <laughs> so uh yeah it'll be uh tlo outdoors on uh TikTok, instagram we got a twitter that i'm trying to break into a little bit but it the twitter space is kind of eh. um then our facebook we're i mean we're, we're active on pretty much any social media um and if you got, you know, a story that you want to share with hunting or fishing or anything outdoors, I'd love to share your story. Everybody likes to brag, but, you know, sometimes people don't have that big of a following, which, I mean, TLO has a decent sized following. So there's a good bit of people seeing your story, and I'd love to share that. Yep. And then uh, for my personal page, uh, my personal page is TDG Clyde. Um, I like to think of that as like the deer guy Clyde. Um. And on there, like, I'll share, like, my workout stuff, share, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff with TLO. And then, of course, like, just random hunting or I, I like to do, like, a lot of comedy, like, TikTok stuff or, like, reels on there just being dumb. Yep. Um, but I'm on Instagram, TikTok. Those are the only two because I don't want to dig into Facebook too much. Yeah, yeah. So Facebook for, like, family and old people. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Well, I uh, appreciate you again, Clyde, coming on and, and, you know, sharing some experiences, stories and talking about the future, what, you know, what holds for you and and, uh, and some of your, your friends that, you know, mutual friends, I guess we have. And uh, so everybody, thanks for tuning in for another episode of uh, Origins of the Hunt podcast. And remember, never stop learning.